This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Welcome to the Mom Room Podcast. My name is Renee Rena, and I am definitely the mom friend you have always wanted. All right, people, let's do this. It is the Thursday episode. Today I am talking about pets, pets that you had before you had children. So they were your first babies, and then you bring a baby home, a human baby, um, and how that can be stressful and not ideal in a lot of situations. So let's get into it. It is a hot topic, which you wouldn't think that it would be, but I started to notice that every time I made a TikTok that was meant to be a joke about being pissed off at my dogs or like wanting to get rid of them because they wake up the baby or whatever it is, something silly, um, a lot of people do not take very well to that and they don't like you joking about things like that. But the point is, it's difficult and a lot of people struggle with this. Um, So I'm going to talk about it today. Okay, at the end of the episode, I'm going to share some of your experiences because I did put up um, a little thing on my Instagram stories to hear your experience with pets and babies. So stay tuned for that. Um, First off, I will tell you about our dogs. So I got Muffin in 2011, I think. He was a little puppy. I found him on Kijiji. I went and picked him up. It was like a pretty shitty situation. I don't know, like it was sketchy. I don't know if the people like stole him and then tried to sell him on Kijiji. I don't know what it was, but it was pretty creepy. And I was happy to take him from these people where I picked him up. Uh, He ended up having worms. He had fleas. It was so sad. He was such a little puffball. Um, I will share a picture of him when he was a baby later on Instagram. You're going to die. So anyways, he was my baby for a long time. Like it was just Muffin and I. Um, Pre, my husband took him under his wing, obviously, and adopted him and fell in love with him. But for the longest time, Muffin and I lived together. I walked him all the time. Like he slept with me. It was like we were mom and baby, literally. Um, I cared so much. Like if he woke up in the middle of the night and he was like hacking, like sometimes he gets a little furball or something. I was like so compassionate and concerned and like, oh my God, like I would get up and like get him wet food to like push whatever was bugging him in his throat. Like any little thing was wrong. I was like going to the vet and at the vet I was so anxious and like It truly felt like he was my human child. Like that is how I responded and reacted and treated him. Okay. Um, Now, when we moved to Sudbury a few years ago, I decided that I wanted a second dog. I was like, oh, it'll be so nice. Muffin will have a little friend. Little did we know that Muffin, he did not want a friend. He did did not want a dog brother. Um... But we did not know that because Muffin can't talk. So anyways, we went and got a little white Pomeranian from a breeder. Um, He is super cute. He is still super cute. Um, We named him Bubbles and they did not really get along. And what happened was Muffin has always 
He was always a really easy dog. We could leave him. He was totally fine. He wouldn't bark. I could fly with him like wherever. I traveled with him a lot. Um, Bubbles created like an anxiety in Muffin. So Bubbles had attachment anxiety or attachment separation anxiety. And so when we would leave, he would bark nonstop. And we were in a townhouse that was kind of like a condo. So we shared walls with other people and it was a huge stressor. And this was right before I ended up being pregnant. So it was like a whole thing. Like we could barely leave the house unless we could bring the dogs with us. Like we bought one of those Furbo things where you could watch the dogs so that we could see what they did. And like they would just bark non-stop. It was terrible terrible. We tried everything like lavender sprays, the vests that you put on them that like hugs them tight so that they're not anxious. Like we tried absolutely everything, putting them in a little like crate, like letting them roam free, putting them in the bathroom, like nothing worked. So we bought a house. (laughs) We always joke that like we bought a house in Sudbury because our dogs friggin' barked all the time. Um, We loved the house. That kind of made that issue go away but they still they've never been like cuddly with one another like bubbles tries to pretend like he's the boss and muffins really submissive and they're just not like best friends anyways we didn't really think much when we brought milo home they were both very into milo very interested in him like no signs of aggression or jealousy or anything They were more so like they wanted to lay next to him and protect him and we didn't really have any issues. Milo would sleep in the living room in his little bassinet and the dogs could bark, 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 bark and Milo would not wake up. So that wasn't really an issue when Milo was in the newborn stage. But what was an issue was just the added mental load of having to also take care of the dogs And also just the, um, what's it called? Like, not being touched out. Like, sensory overload. That is what I'm trying to say. You know, like, the dogs are running around. Like, you come in, you just want the house to be peaceful and quiet. And they're, like, running around, like, barking if they see someone outside. And it's similar to, I always talk about how I didn't want visitors after giving birth. And it's kind of because I just wanted like a calm, quiet house and to be alone and like a calm environment. And the dogs did not really, like they're not calm. So it was just like an added layer of stress. Um, The barking thing, a lot of people, whenever I post about barking, they're like, oh, like my child never has woken up to our dog barking. Like, you know, that hasn't been an issue for us. And it hasn't been an issue for us either. But that doesn't take away from the fact that I get ridiculous anxiety when they do bark when Milo is sleeping. It doesn't matter if Milo's not going to wake up. I get anxious when loud noises happen when Milo's sleeping. So I don't want to feel that like rush of adrenaline and anxiety in my body. And that is kind of what... It reminds me of the rage, like when rage comes over you and you're like, oh, like you don't know how to control yourself and you just get super overwhelmed. That's what happens. And the absolute worst time for me with 
having Milo and the dogs was in quarantine because I was home alone by myself with Milo, a toddler. He was like 18 months at the time and then two dogs. And it would get so overwhelming at times that I would have that rage feeling inside of me. In one of the comments on Instagram, somebody said that they often feel like their dog gets the brunt of their like rage or their, you know, when we, um, I call it rage and I feel like weird saying that word because it sounds like we're actually like physically harming people or like, like you can feel rage internally and on the outside not even be reacting. At least that's what I find for myself. It's like a feeling, like an internal feeling. Sometimes I react and I'll yell or I'll like slam a door or something, but sometimes I don't. So anyways, she was saying like her dogs get the brunt of that. So it's like you're stimulated, like sensory overload, like trying to put out little fires all all day, all day, all day. And then your dogs start barking nonstop because someone comes to the door and like your toddler's throwing a tantrum, but you're not going to take it out on your toddler. You're more likely to start screaming at the dogs, which is what happens in my in my house anyways. So many times what I started to do during quarantine was when I would feel that way and I was just like, it was a bad day and things were not going well and I was super stressed. I would put my dogs in their little houses and bring them downstairs just to avoid having that like explosive, like yelling at them um, because it feels shitty after you do it. But in the moment, and I always think back to my episode that I did um, about rage where Jen was saying, it's like we feel rage when we have, we feel like we don't have power over the situation like we don't have control over the situation and that's exactly what dogs and toddlers at the same time that's what they make you feel like like you are not in control Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode of The Mom Room and providing me with samples. You know how a lot of people can't leave the house without a water bottle? It's like their emotional support water bottle. I am the exact same way with facial tissues. And that is because I have such bad allergies, specifically in my sinuses, to the point where I know I'm going to have to blow my nose multiple times in a day, and I cannot be out in public without my emotional support facial tissues. Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Now I know if I have a big event, maybe I'm going to a concert, going out for dinner, I don't want to be blowing my nose every two seconds. It's very unbecoming. And so I will take Claritin D and enjoy my evening. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter or ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. 
My husband and I both turn the big four zero next year, and we have been thinking a lot about our long-term health. We want to get smarter about our health, make better choices, but also not feel overwhelmed trying to separate fact from fiction. There is so much information out there and it can be hard to figure out what applies to you, what is right, and what is wrong. Well, let me introduce you to the Zoe Science and Nutrition Podcast. With the help of world-leading scientists, they help you make smarter health choices every week. Don't just take my word for it. Naomi's Apple Review says, Zoe Science and Nutrition is super easy to consume even if you don't understand the science. With loads of actionable tips, a great mix of guests, and interesting cutting-edge science. You can't go wrong with a weekly podcast where world-leading scientists explain how their own research could improve your health. If you're ready to join millions of others like Naomi transforming their health, then search for Zoe Science and Nutrition wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Little Spoon. If you're like me, then the bane of your existence is thinking about what to feed your children, prepping food, going to the grocery store, all of the above. Who has the time? We are all so busy, and it's important to incorporate things into our life that keep our life as simple and convenient as possible. Little Spoon is one way to do just that. They deliver fresh, healthy meals and snacks straight to your door that your kid will love at every eating stage they are in. The baby blends are fresh, organic baby food from single ingredients to multi-textured purees to take the stress out of starting solids. They partner with Clean Label Project to test their blends for 400 plus contaminants, including heavy metals. So you know you're getting good stuff. The Biteables are finger food meals that are cut to size to promote easy self-feeding and they are healthy, balanced, and free of artificial junk. The Little Spoon plates are toddler and big kid meals that are free of junk and they taste amazing. Even the pickiest eaters will love them. Think hidden veggie mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, and adventurous eats like potstickers, gnocchi, and more. They also offer really fun things like puffs, they have smoothies, lunchers, and snacks. You quite literally never have to think about food again. It's just easy peasy. And did I mention this all comes right to your door? It is so flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. The price is right. The quality is unmatched. You are going to love it and your kids are going to love it. It is just a huge win for your family. Simplify your kids' mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com slash momroom and enter our code momroom at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. So I find it interesting because when I read that comment about the dogs getting the brunt of the, you know, like yelling at them or whatever and not the children which makes sense it's like a it's an easier um target right to freak out at the dogs and not your kid um it makes me think about how when situations are really stressful 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 and then all of a sudden I'll like snap at my husband for like he he's doing something wrong or he didn't like wring out the face cloth and hang it over the the tap of the tub like something so stupid but it's actually a buildup of all the situations that have happened before and then that's just what I choose to like snap at because it's easier for me to snap at him than it is to snap at Milo because I don't want to snap at Milo and Milo doesn't necessarily understand that I can just be like a stressed 
like in a stressed situation and I will feel worse and more guilty if I snap at Milo and also it's easier to explain to my husband versus Milo that I'm just super stressed out. Easier to apologize to my husband, let's say, and talk it out than it would be with Milo. So, okay, so that is like the stressful part of it. And for us as well, like sometimes I just want to go away on a weekend or like, oh, my husband's off this weekend. Let's just up and go to like Niagara Falls or whatever it might be. But the dogs just add so much more responsibility. And when you have a kid, your responsibility task list, whatever you want to call it, explodes. Like you have so much to think about, so much like packing wise, if you want to go somewhere, just the day-to-day tasks, like you have a lot. You go from just taking care of yourself and a dog, and then you have another human in the mix and it's like task overload. So I do find it frustrating that like, oh, we can't just up and leave. We can't like there's another piece of the puzzle and I get it like they're part of the family and we chose to have dogs. I get it. But before you have a child, I don't think you consider a lot of these things because you're just like, oh, it's a dog. Like everybody has a dog. It's not that big of a deal, but it really is a big deal and it's a huge responsibility. Even little things like you know, in the middle of the day out of nowhere or in the evening, my husband has to take one of the dogs to the vet because something happened and it's like stressful now. Like, because now I'm home alone with Milo, like maybe Milo's sick. Like it just adds a whole layer of like a whole, it's like having other kids. The best part of this is that Bubbles is laying beside me and I'm like, imagine he could understand what I was saying. That would be hilarious. Anyways, So I'm just being honest, um, but it is sad that I feel like I have less compassion for them than I did before. Like, I give all of my compassion and love and care and concern to Milo versus them. I think my husband still gives them quite a bit of compassion and he's very like, on the ball and takes really good care of them, but I find that I do not. Um, For example, the sleeping thing, like before when Muffin used to wake up in the middle of the night and like be hacking or have a fur ball, I was so compassionate and like, oh my God, my little baby, like the same way I would react now if Milo woke up in the middle of the night. But now if Muffin woke me up in the middle of the night with like a fur ball or something, I would literally be pissed off. Like, I wouldn't be like, oh my God, my poor baby. Like, I'm like, oh my God, shut up, go to bed. And it sounds horrible to say, but I'm just being honest. So something else that I find is all of these changes happen. And then when you actually sit and think about how your dog's lives have changed as well, you start to feel guilty because you're like, oh, like I really don't give them as much attention as I would have. Like I don't take them on walks as much as I would have before Milo. Um, Like I'm not as compassionate with them. You know, I'm short with them. I'm like snippy and, you know, I yell at them and like, yeah, it just feels shitty. And then you have, you have mom guilt because you have a human baby, but now you also have dog mom guilt. And I get that animal lovers 
like I would consider myself an animal lover. When I see roadkill, I literally like tear up. I don't like it. It's like I love animals. Um, we are really good dog owners, like for the most part, um, super caring, but I can see why people don't like when I make jokes about this because they're like, oh, the poor dogs, like this happens so often and it's terrible. And I get that. And, but I also have compassion for the parents and the moms whose lives have also changed and they're struggling with having dogs and a child as well. Like I can feel compassion for both. And at the end of the day, if I had to choose, you know, a parent or a mom being more compassionate and putting more of their efforts into their human child versus their dogs, I would choose that. So definitely something just changes once you become a parent. And before I would have been all about the animals, but now when I see something that affects children or like a news story about a child, like something bad happening, like I am devastated and it just hits me differently now versus before. Whereas before I would have been that way only really with animal stories. It's so strange, isn't it? A lot of people talk about being touched out and we all understand that when it comes to having young children. But now add, you know, as soon as I go to sit on the couch, Bubbles jumps on my lap. If I'm trying to eat something, they're like in my face. And it adds to that feeling of being like touched out, overstimulated, just too much going on around you. So I'm going to read some of the comments that people left on my Instagram. It seems that we all feel the same way. Somebody says, I love my dogs, but with a newborn, their neediness annoys me and I feel guilty for it. And that is very accurate. They are needy. Our dogs especially are high maintenance. And before it was cute and I didn't mind, but now it's annoying. And because I feel annoyed and irritated by them just wanting what they, you know, they've always acted this way, I feel bad and I feel guilty. So I feel that comment. Somebody says their chihuahua peed on everything that the baby owned. That is so stressful. We didn't have, to be honest though, like if the dogs are able to roam around the house, they will go like just the other day, Muffin followed me upstairs and he peed on Milo's bath mat like out of nowhere. So if they like were left alone in Milo's room, they would probably mark their territory somewhere, but they never did it so regularly where it was like they're constantly trying to pee on Milo's things. That would drive me nuts. And as if you're not already doing enough laundry with a newborn to add, well, again, dealing with pee and poo to then, that is something that I didn't talk about actually, is like the added dealing with pee and poo. Like, no, thank you. I have enough pee and poo to deal with, with just a baby. Um, but yeah, them peeing on everything, I would blackout rage. Somebody said, as soon as the baby is down for the night, my cat is on me and wants my attention. That, <laughs> she said she started hiding from the cat. And that just speaks to the being touched out and wanting to have alone time, but feeling like now you need to give someone else all your attention or like affection or whatever. So 
I hear you. I don't sleep with the dogs anymore. My husband sleeps with the dogs. If you're just a new listener, my husband and I sleep in separate beds. Um, It's not shocking. I have a whole episode about it. Um, It just works better for us. And I cannot sleep with the dogs because since having Milo, I am such a high maintenance sleeper that I cannot have the dogs in the room, like walking around, tap dancing with their little nails on the hardwood floor, drinking water. Like it wakes me up all night and I hate it. It drives me nuts. So I feel this. Somebody says, I got a weird rage with my dog during the newborn stage and now the love just feels different. Oh, with a sad face. I know. I totally, totally get it. I don't know if you just heard Bubbles bark, but timely. Um, I get it. I hate feeling that rage feeling and for some reason the dogs just bring it on especially for example if we're having a really difficult morning with Milo and like you know he doesn't want to go pee he doesn't want to take off his pull-up underwear like whatever it is doesn't want to you know put on his hat I don't know shoes um so we're like using all our patience to try and deal with that situation and you know, keep everybody happy and get in the car and go to school. And then on top of that, when you have the dogs like barking and barking and barking because they think that we're going to be leaving or like my husband goes to open the front door or like goes out to start the car and then walks back in and the dogs start like barking at him and like chasing each other. It just adds to the moment so much stress and I rage. Usually I put them in their houses. Oh my God, my phone's ringing. Um, no, thank you. Sorry about that. Um, but yeah, I highly recommend if you don't have like a crate or somewhere for your pets to go when situations are stressful, um, then definitely do that. Our dogs have their little houses and it just totally like calms them down and they just will sit in there for as long as we need. And then we just let them out and they're fine. So highly recommend. Somebody else says they feel like they're constantly having to try and separate their kid, um, and I'm assuming from the dog, um, to keep them both safe. And that is another added stressor. You know, once kids start crawling and they're more mobile, it's already stressful and you feel like you're constantly having to keep them safe. But now adding in a dog that you worry about them, you know, hurting each other, like either the kid hurting the dog or the dog hurting the kid like it's added stress. Nobody needs added stress because parenting is already stressful enough. To end, I will read you this message from someone. She says, we had a small dog five years of it only being us and her. We got her from another family that the kids were rough uh, with her and abused her. So she got pregnant. And since we had fertility struggles, this baby was the number one priority. Um, We basically forgot about the dog. It didn't make it worse that I had, um, or it did make it worse that I had really bad postpartum depression, anger, and rage. Um, She started peeing in the house and then snapped twice at their newborn daughter. So she called uh, her grandma in tears and asked if they could bring the dog to the grandma just so that they could clear their head and figure out what they were going to do. Um, so she said her grandma took the dog and it's been 16 months, um, 
her grandma's had the dog for 16 months and it's been amazing and my grandma is so happy with the companionship but the amount of guilt that I carry from it is still very heavy but I'm glad we made the decision that we did and that is great and a lot of people in the comments whenever I post about having struggles with dogs they try and like make you feel shame like we already feel bad enough but if you know, it's a safety thing and it's really having a negative effect on your family. I don't think there's anything wrong with looking for a good home for the pet. I honestly think that's in the best interest of both your family and the pet. So I will end with that, but thank you guys so much for listening. We have to get in the car and drive to Blue Mountain now. Obviously, I will keep you posted on how that trip goes on Instagram. If you don't follow me, um, I am on Instagram and TikTok at Renee Rena with the little underscore thingamabob at the end. The podcast also has a beautiful Instagram account at the Mom Room Podcast, and I make really cool, fun t-shirts. Um, well, I don't make them myself, but I design them, and they are at themomroomshop.com. I am going to be releasing my favorite t-shirt soon. It says, mentally at a 90s boy band concert. And that is just, you know, that's describing me in a nutshell. So I hope everybody has an amazing weekend and that everybody sleeps and your dogs or cats do not get hairballs in the middle of the night. Are you looking for a podcast that'll make you laugh? You came to the wrong place. That's not us. That's not us. Well, it is. We are a husband and wife who chat about raw, real relationship topics. Yeah, like sex. Like money. Like marriage and kids. But we're not afraid to talk about how your newborn baby probably isn't as cute as you think it is. If you're in need of entertainment while you're driving to work, because that sucks, we can join you in the suckage, kind of like being in your ear. Not physically. So if you want to laugh, come check us out. Come check us out. Brought to you by the Laughing Couple Podcast. (laughs) Ha ha ha.